So, um, oh, we should play the sub-Q version. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, The Clash of the Typins, a podcast Hello. of Jenny Polodna. Hi. And she just, she talks, and there's <laughs> other people on the podcast. There's, uh, I mean, there's always my co-host, Ryan Veter. There is. It's and a podcast of him. It's a podcast of Jenny and also there's Ryan. <laughs> um, today on our show, we're doing something kind of stupid. Yay! Uh, how can we explain this? In the Kickstarter, we promised that everybody who donated any money at all would... Uh, be allowed to submit a backer command that we would put into a Texas Adventure computer game on one of these episodes. This seemed like a really good idea at the time. And it was a really good idea at the time. And it continues to be a good idea. We've done <laughs> nothing wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jenny came down to town where I live, and we recorded an episode in person where we read through all the backer, backer commands. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. We, had a we did everything time. we were supposed to do. We got tacos. Yeah. yeah. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And the uh, file of us playing the, the, the game where we did all the backer commands became corrupted. And uh, corrupted in a really weird way where like every other two second patch was missing. It's just bizarre. Anyway, uh, then... We, it was our responsibility to do the backer commands on other episodes. And, and it turns out that we are not great at that. Yeah. But I, I insist that we we can't take this as evidence of our lack of responsibility. No. No one can say uh, Ryan and Jenny are untrustworthy. Oh, Like, look no. at how they handled the backer commands. Because... We did them super promptly. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. only when our process was interrupted by this technological problem that we became unable to um, do it. Uh-huh. It's like calling someone a bad driver because someone else ran out in th- through the road and killed themselves. That got dark. It's like... How do I make this not terrible? <laughs> it's like calling someone a bad pilot because he runs into a lot of eagles. Uh. <laughs> That's what happened. We ran into eagles. Mm-hmm. And our podcast crashed. Yeah. With our backer commands on it. Yeah. Um, they only had time to text their loved ones. And then they were gone. That's This is still dark. Yeah. Yeah. The game that we played on that fateful day was a game called The Horrible Pyramid. And this was back in, like, November, right? Yeah. December? Um, yeah. It I want to say November. I think November. We did. Uh, we played The Horrible Pyramid in November, and we knew that we just had to, you know, do it again. But part of what prevented us from getting right back on this stick was how mad I was at the file being corrupt. And so I didn't want to think about um, playing The Horrible Pyramid again, even though The Horrible Pyramid is the best game for this purpose. Mm-hmm. And right? you were so mad. You I was so, mad. So, And your anger got deflected onto The Horrible Pyramid. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, and it ran up the sides and, and shot up like a laser to yes. summon the aliens. It's true. That's how it happened. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Um, <laughs> uh, it's weird. I I don't like being angry. I don't think being angry is useful. No. Well, and I try to give myself um, a minimum of reasons to be angry and to avoid sources of anger. Mm-hmm. And then I end up ill-equipped to deal with it when it when it enters my life. I think anger can serve a purpose if you're really bad at advocating for yourself and your needs. But um, I don't know if it's the most effective. No, I, that I, that uh, strikes me as saying, well, <laughs> you know, uh, punching people can be <laughs> a useful way uh, if you're bad at advocating your own needs. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, to be fair, those people usually stop doing the thing that you punch them for doing. Um, anger is effective, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at what cost? Uh, so we're going to do the rest of the backer commands. You heard backer commands one through whatever on mm-hmm. um, the Dreamhold uh. episode. And now we're doing the rest of the backer commands. These are in, I don't know how Kickstarter um, sorts backers in this big list, but here we are. Okay. They are in the same order that they were when we did the other ones, right? I think so, which is even weirder. It sorts them into a random order, which it then preserves forever. That's good. That's really good for our purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's begin the horrible pyramid. The horrible pyramid, a cautionary tale of sorts by Ryan Veter, release three, serial number one, five, one, zero, two, seven, inform seven, build six, L 38, I six slash V six point three three lib six twelfths n. Yay! I feel like it's been so long since we had a six twelfths oh, n. You're so right. Ah, oh. people in their informed six ridiculous. I know. We uh, gotta stop inviting people on who wrote games in like 1999. Yeah. When I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> oh, wait, did <laughs> right. we make that joke about Emily Short? Oh, uh, we definitely made it about. Yeah, you said you said that Emily Short hadn't been born in 1999. <laughs> yeah, it was the funniest I thing I ever heard. Oh, good. Let's let's go back to that episode and just listen to that over and over. Um, okay. Graven Chamber. Oh, I should introduce this game. I wrote this game for Ectocomp twenty something something to thirteen. Okay. Must have been, and um, uh, it won Ectocomp. Hey, congrats. Later, um, Sub-Q was looking for games. And they're like, could we reprint Winterstorm Draco? And I said, sure. But it's way bigger than your word count allotment. And they were like, oh, so can we reprint something else by you? And they reprinted The Horrible Pyramid. And it's really cool of them. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Sub-Q. Tori and everyone at Sub-Q. Go to hey. sub-q.com 
and play all the great games that are there. And um, if you're capable of writing something short, uh, think about submitting it. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be short. It has to be short. You know, I look I look at their word limits and I'm like, man, I don't even know. And then I try to think, how, how do you deal with the problem of knowing how much of your source code is text that the player is going to see? Well, I just counted. Wow. Graven Chamber. This area seems intended as an architectural focal point of the tomb, and you stand on an apparent line of symmetry that should indicate the position of the burial chamber, but you haven't found that chamber yet. Northeast, Canopic Chamber. East, a statue of the Queen. West, a statue of the Pharaoh. Northwest, Shrine. The north wall is decorated with a huge engraving. Okay. Boy, this chamber is pretty graven. I would I would describe it that way. Yes. Yeah. So I remember what happened like the ending that I went for the last time I played this game. Okay. And I'm I'm kinda not sure that I made the right choice. So maybe this is my chance for redemption. Okay. If there even is yeah. Alternate. Um, what were my exits? Uh, northeast, east, west, northwest. Okay. I didn't and tell then... you that time what was in those directions. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then was there anything interesting in this room? Um, there's a huge engraving on the north wall. Yeah, let's examine that. Okay. The engraving depicts the pharaoh magician Apep Secret wearing the crowns of Upper and Lower Egypt, carrying the crook and flail that are the symbols of his office. The wands and his, the wands in his other arms, and the fact that he has two extra arms, probably serve <laughs> as indications of his supposed magical power. Standing next to the pharaoh is his queen, who, prior to uncovering this, un, this tomb, you did not know existed, and whose name you have not yet been able to discover. She, too, is wearing a crown along with a golden necklace and a pair of golden bracelets, reminders of her husband's immense wealth. Okay. So let's go east. East. Queen's Statue Chamber. This room is dominated by a statue of Apep Secret's mysterious consort. North, Canopic Chamber. West, Graven Chamber. The statue of the queen is wearing a golden necklace. Okay, I need to take that, because okay. I'm an adventurer. The necklace is up around the neck of the statue, and impossible for you to reach without oh, no. some kind of hooked implement. Okay, well, let's examine it. Okay. Um, I uh, have put, like, hooking puzzles in at least three different games. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And um, in this game, uh, the reason that it says impossible for you to reach without some kind of hooked implement just being super super specific and hinting mm -hmm. is because this was an ectocomp game so it was supposed to be written in three hours or less ah uh it would probably be very uncomfortable to wear such a heavy piece of jewelry but you can't stop thinking about how that weight would feel around your neck and shoulders now we are interrupted by a backer command by Yay. Kieran Kirk. I mean by Kieran who doesn't 
say that we should include his last name. <laughs> the command that he wants us to enter is stand in the corner, comma, losing my religion. Um, I only understood you as far as wanting to stand. In the place where you live. <laughs> is exactly what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I was really hoping that it would think that we were trying to say losing my religion to stand in the corner because of the comma. <laughs> that would be pretty good. It's pretty good. If you had an NPC called that. Um, no, that would not be good. <laughs> anyway. No. So um, okay. there's a necklace. It's made of gold. So it's heavy. Okay, I want it, but I need a hook. Yeah. The game has told me that. Um, so let's see, there's this one, there's Robin and Orchid. What else have you got? Never mind. Um, okay. A, a Tonko Fiction, where you can hook the ladder down with either the broken umbrella from the car, the uh, uh, hook, the clothes hanger from Get Your Licks, or the... Um, Ibis dagger from the other car. Okay. Although I, I don't think anyone ever used the hooked Ibis dagger because um, people don't think about what Ibises look like. I never think about what Ibises look like. Like, it, the word goes into my brain, it gets parked somewhere in the vicinity of Iris, and I don't even think about it being a bird. Plus, um, the guy in the game doesn't know that they're called ibises oh so that guy doesn't know very much about stuff kind of a dumb person yeah at least uh not not super educated i feel like the if the, if there's a sequel to taco fiction mm -hmm. um it can't really be about the protagonist from taco fiction right because i <laughs> I, I don't buy the idea that this individual would be able to bumble through another <laughs> mystery. Like, that was a series of one-time things. Sure. Although it would be really funny if you had an entire series about this protagonist who was able to bumble their way through mystery after mystery yeah. without ever learning anything or being right about anything. <laughs> Um, it would it would be pretty good. I guess Mr. Yeah. Magoo is a successful character. Anyway, yeah. um, enter a command, Jenny. Okay, what are my exits again? North to the Canopic Chamber and west to that place where you just were. Let's go to the Canopic Chamber. Based on your knowledge of ancient Egyptian tombs, you are led to believe that this room originally contained the Canopic Jars that housed Apet Secret's internal organs. But judging from the rubble on the floor, the jars and their contents are long gone. Okay, we should examine me. Oh, you are Professor Anne Chambers, archaeologist and Egyptologist of no small repute. Though your experience in this arena is extensive, you are forced to admit that you have never encountered a pyramid as unusual as this one. Okay. Oh, I got through two commands. Um, the next one comes from Ellen Power, who asks us to enter the command, The Dog Walked... To the barn, period. <laughs> Interestingly, the is not a verb I recognize. That is interesting. Thanks, Ellen. Um, I, I don't know if... 
this might come across better in uh, when you're playing it in text than when you're listening on a podcast. But it was really hilarious to me that the archaeologist is named Anne Chambers, uh-huh. and all these rooms are called Graven Chamber, Canopic Chamber, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, that tickles me. That that tickles me also. Thank you for letting me explain my joke. Sure. Yeah, feel free to explain any other jokes. Okay. Um, before I do that, um, from here you can go northwest to the wheel chamber, south to the queen's statue chamber, and southwest to the graven chamber. Also, a miniature silver crocodile head is lying on the floor here. Oh, we need that. Okay, take head. You got the head. I feel like you buried the lead with that crocodile head there, Ryan. Well, I hadn't finished. You know how inform works. I do, I do. Yeah. Uh, let's examine the crocodile head. There's a circular depression in the base of this silver crocodilian's jaw. Okay. So, let's see. Where were my exits? Uh, northwest, south, and southwest. But you want to go northwest to a room you haven't been yet. I do. I do want to do that. When we have a guest on, I can kind of fudge my short-term memory issues <laughs> but yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be super evident when we play the horrible pyramid without a guest our guest tonight is all of our wonderful kickstarter backers yay hi wonderful kickstarter backers thank you for helping us host this podcast you're welcome jenny thank you for <laughs> being a wonderful podcast hostess <laughs> i think that's a new voice it's definitely not your graham nelson voice no, that's that's the voice of all the the Kickstarter. I only back. have two voices, so I don't think that's a new voice. <laughs> no, Graham Nelson is definitely Graham Nelson. <laughs> this is Graham Nelson, right? Hi, Graham Nelson. Why didn't you back our Kickstarter, Graham Nelson? I was busy crushing Superman. <laughs> okay, I forgive you, Graham Nelson. I can't stay mad at you. Um, wheel chamber. This room is unremarkable, but for the presence of a large wooden wheel mounted in one wall. Southeast, canopic chamber, southwest, shrine, a stone slab blocks the way to the northeast. A miniature silver torso is lying on the floor here. Oh, we need that torso. Take torso. Yeah, got the torso. Okay. Am I able to turn this wheel? Turn wheel. You turn the wheel, and the stone door continues to rise. The stone door was rising? No. Um, oh. This is uh, the thing where um, increment the door height variable, then mm. say if the if the door height variable is zero, say the stone door starts to rise. If the uh, variable is greater than zero, say it continues to rise. But you had the... Uh, print text line before that mm-hmm. you know or no you had yeah. the print text line after the, the increment increment so it's yeah yeah it's, so it's an order of operations problem yeah. and i did re- uh revise this or like polish it um because i wrote it in like i took longer than you're actually supposed to take for uh ectocomp i mm. said because it's supposed to be three hours and I was super strict, and then it got to three hours, and I was like, I'm not done yet. So I finished it, um, and then I emailed it to J something. Guest? 
Mm-hmm. Dang it, I'm a jerk. A. Um, is it just J guest? It might j- I, I feel like that's a person. Um, and I said, uh, sorry, I took like, I forget how much longer than three hours it was. I took slightly longer than uh, I was supposed to, so you can disqualify this if you want. And he was like, no, it's fine. And then it won, so I cheated, but I won. Hey, so as long as you won, yeah. is it JJ Guest? Is it JJ Guest? Well, okay, I only forgot one letter. Good job. <laughs> I mean, you remembered the J, you just didn't remember how many, like the quantity of J. That's true. Okay, what's um, our new backer command? Our new backer command is from Thomas Bovith. Hi, Thomas Bovith. He's got the O yeah. with a line through it, and that's like a front rounded front front mid round Bovith, whatever. Um, I'm glad you're you're a linguist because I'm not. Well, I thought I was a linguist, and then I tried to describe that vowel out loud, and I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, he says, go north. You can't go that way. The space oh, under no. the door is no <gasps> longer high enough for you to walk underneath comfortably. Oh, no. Uh, Thomas Bruvith, what have you done? When you do something other than turning the wheel, the door starts going down. My gosh, we better turn that wheel. Turn the wheel. Uh, it continues to rise. When you stop turning the wheel, the door begins sliding back down. Okay, let's keep turning that wheel. Okay. You continue turning the wheel, and the storm door continues to rise, but then something cracks. The <gasps> wheel no longer gives any resistance, and the door stops moving. Oh my gosh, I broke the door. You did. I'm kind of proud I, of this. Did I break it open? Uh, yeah, it's it's open. That's good. That's convenient. Um, uh, the idea of a puzzle that... Um, when you break it, it just stays solved. That's really good. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to go through that? Yes, door? I do. That's northeast, right? Yeah. Um, there's not enough space underneath the door for you to get through and be sure you'll get out. Oh. Maybe I... You spin the wheel, but nothing happens. There's not enough space underneath the door. This is a a game-breaking bug. Well, all right. Okay. How long has that been in there? Since forever. (laughs) Just restart the game. Okay. um, Go to get the head. We didn't didn't run into that last time because I don't think I kept spinning the wheel. Um, Then how did you solve the puzzle? I'm not sure. Um, cause I think if you turn the wheel uninterruptedly, mm-hmm. and now I, it says that it's broken. And when I go through, I can go through safely into the okay. tunnel. So that's weird. How the heck did, <sighs> it's not a bug I'm going to fix. Okay. So everybody, when you're turning that wheel, don't do anything else. Yeah. Don't let a backer command interrupt your yeah. wheel turning. Yeah. Uh, don't listen to Thomas Boveth. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. Thank but, you for backing uh, our Kickstarter. Thank you for ruining this game. <laughs> um, That's tunnel. fine. We're fine. Did we pick all the stuff up off the ground again, That's Ryan? right. Yep. Good. Now, unfortunately, all the stuff that we read um, is not examined anymore, and that changes a lot of... No, it doesn't. Um, 
uh, tunnel. The tunnel turns at a sharp 45 degree angle here. South, a dead end. Southwest, wheel chamber. There's a space open beneath a stone slab to the southwest. Um, you can uh, totally uh, turn the wheel enough so that the stone slab is high enough that you can move through, and then the stone slab falls down while you're on the other side. Okay, that Just, sounds like a problem. No, that's on purpose. Oh. I wanted it to be possible for you to die in the Horrible Pyramid. Okay. Um, this backer command comes from Stephen McKinney. Hi, Stephen says, McKinney. He gives us the immortal command, eat it. Um, and I believe when we did this the first time, we were able to remember some of the lyrics to eat it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, how come you're always such a fussy young man? <laughs> the oh, one yeah. The Captain Crunch to want some Raisin Bran. Well, don't you know that don't other you know kids, that other are, kids starving are starving in, in Japan? Japan? So eat, eat it. it. Uh, that's plainly inedible. Don't you want to be fed? Boom, boo doo boo doo boo boo doo boo Um, hold on. We have a guest. <gasps> Coming have a on, guest. Come on to the... Open the door. Hey, come in, come in, come in. We're recording a podcast. Oh, hey. Sorry, everybody. Hi. Uh, I don't mean to ruin everybody's podcast. Um, no, but, come be on the podcast. Uh, you can't hear oh, me, probably. He, I'm can't, he can hear you in the second. Sorry about that. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hey, this is my brother, Sean. Hi. Hi. Um, All right, brothers, Sean. We're here on the uh, the Clash of the Titans podcast, and right uh, we're playing the Horrible Pyramid, and now would be a good time to do another backer command. Sean, could you credit this person? Uh, certainly. Um, what, do you, what do you want me to read? Uh, tell me who it is. Oh, this person is Simon Christensen. Hey, thanks, Simon. Hi, Simon hey. Christensen. Uh, what command should we enter into a text adventure in honor of Simon Christensen? He says... <coughs> Adam trait? Adam. Uh, Adam rate? Um, Adam rate? Adam rate. Adam rate. One word. Elephant. Oh, to do, and to do that to an elephant. Verb. Yeah, that's noun. that's actually not a verb I recognize. Hey, me yeah. neither. Didn't we have to look that up the, the last time we I read I believe this? we did. Let me see if I can look we it did. up right now. Huh. To report or represent an outline, indicate faintly, foreshadow, or symbolize. This huh. is a good word. Yeah. It is. This is just a vocab lesson in... I I really? believe that this is actually a two-word summary of the story of the six blind men. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Thank That's you, cool. Simon. Simon, for good. Good job. Laying it on thick there, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful, and I'm uh, I'm terribly sorry to show up unannounced. I was announced, actually, Ryan. I, I told you I was going to be I know you were coming, and I wanted you to be on the podcast. Oh, this is so sweet of him. Yeah. You'll have to cut all this out and redo the thing with Simon Christensen and, and his dumb elephant. No, this is great. This okay. is Radio Gold. Is this Radio Gold? Yeah, this is uh, brother, brother bonding with brother, mano a mano. Yeah, mano a mano. Hermano. Yes, exactly. I don't think that's as clever <laughs> as as I wanted it to be. <laughs> no, okay, it's still Spanish. Oh, no, it's, it's good. Still, it's oh, good. thank you. I do appreciate it. Um, but I will. I'll let you guys to it. Um, thank you, and and good night and good luck. Thanks, Sean. Bye, Sean. Later, man. Um, so uh, we were in a tunnel, and the we dead end is south. Yeah, let's go to let's go check out that dead end. Okay, dead end. An upsetting scene. 
the skeleton of some ill-fated grave robber is stretched out here, as if he or she finally perished while still scraping uselessly at the walls. North is the bend in the tunnel. Wow, that is pretty unsettling. I'm glad that we didn't have that wall slam shut. Uh, yeah, because you'd be stuck in there with the dang. Yeah. yeah. Although maybe they got the walls started enough that we could finish clawing our way out. <laughs> um, or a succession of doomed grave robbers. Yeah. Like another guy comes in and scratches at the wall and then turns into a skeleton. And then another yeah, eventually, guy. Eventually, and... yeah. one of us will get out. Um, okay. Let's examine the skeleton. Um, as a professional archaeologist, you have become inured to the sight of long dead cadavers, but this specimen seems especially pitiful. Upon closer inspection, you notice that the skeleton is wearing a pair of golden bracelets. Oh, we're gonna need those. Taken. Okay. And that was everything interesting in this dead end, right? Yep. Then let's get out of here. Okay, go north and go southwest. We're back in the wheel chamber. Okay. Um, from here, the new room is southwest to the shrine. Yeah, the shrine. Let's go check out the shrine. This room appears to be a shrine of some kind. <laughs> Northwest, wheel chamber. Southeast, graven chamber. Southwest, antechamber. A long, metal, a long metal spindle is set into a pedestal here. Okay. I remember what we have to do with that spindle, but we don't have enough stuff yet. No. No. Am I remembering correctly that the last time we played this, you were just really thrilled about the, this room is a shrine of some kind? Um, I was really thrilled, or you were really thrilled? I I thought that you were, but maybe I was. Maybe we both. Um, I, I, I probably was. I, um, I, reading this again, I was very glad, um, or proud of myself for writing a room description that's just a, a sentence. That says this is this is what the room name is is. You heard me right. It's a shrine. Yep. Um and that was really satisfying in the um uh speed IF context to not have to you know, do a sentence about how there's uh bar reliefs all over the walls depicting horrible monster headed gods and mm -hmm. uh, I mean, those probably are there, but yeah. the room description's not going to tell you about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was another reason that I wanted to make certain descriptions very short, but we'll get to that in a second. Maybe. Okay. Can I interject something about this uh, this dictionary website on oh, which yes. I looked up Adambrate? Please. The word of the day for February 17th, 2016 is... Nimrod, and the definition is a hunter or an idiot or jerk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, the thing about Nimrod is um, Nimrod was a great hunter in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so a Nimrod was like a hunter. And then um, no one f can figure out why it, it started meaning a jerk unless it was specifically this one... Uh, uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon where he said it about um, that hunter guy whose name I can't remember somehow. Oh yeah, Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. He said, what a Nimrod about Elmer Fudd? And then it started meaning a <gasps> dimwit. I'm not sure I buy that. But mm. there's no other explanation. 
it so it sounds like one of those things that could totally be apocryphal but it also would make a lot of sense if true yeah and the thing is as a linguist um when i hear an etymology that is cute or satisfying in any way i immediately (laughs) don't believe it sure i believe like zero etymologies unless you have you know the the citations the uh primary source that shows how it got to be that way because um there is no class of sentences that contains more bs than the definitions or the class of etymologies yeah i mean a lot of them are just ridiculous if you think about them at all like that whole pluck you story i have not heard this one that's um it's the the etymology of one of my favorite cuss phrases and it's something about uh people capturing archers and cutting off their cutting off their bow fingers and then releasing them and then they learned through <laughs> years of hard study to pluck their bows with their middle fingers instead and that's how we have the middle finger salute and the phrase pluck you good grief that's that's, inc- is, is that's it, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Isn't that the dumbest thing you ever heard? I know. Hey, Jenny. Yeah. Um, I have an idea for a sport. Okay. Where we're going to hit balls with sticks across <laughs> a field, you know? Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's going to be really fun. I Sounds think great. we should call it gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. <laughs> Yeah. Seems like a good name. Yeah. Oh, man. I was reading a bunch of those recently and now I can't remember. Yeah. Well, good because they're just get on with this. they're wasting space in our brains. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah. Um so we're in a shrine, some kind of shrine. Mm-hmm. And um we haven't been to the antechamber to the southwest, so I will take you there. Great. This vestibule connects the exterior of the pyramid. To the burial complex inside, air currents carry in a faint smell of the outdoors. Northeast a shrine, east a statue of the pharaoh, south outside, a pair of miniature silver legs is lying on the floor here. Oh, we need the legs. Okay, now you have the legs. We have the legs. So let's see, we've got the legs, we've got the head, we've got the torso. I think that might be everything. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back northeast. Okay. And there's a spindle here. There's a spindle there. Let's put the legs on it. Legs on spindle. So when you played this, did you recognize where this puzzle is from? Uh, The legs slide smoothly down the spindle and lock into place at its base. Do you, you know where this puzzle is from, right? I feel like I should. Uh, So we put the legs on the spindle. Okay, let's put the torso on the spindle. This is pretty easy to do, right? Just put the things on the spindle in the right order. Yeah. In an order that's defined by anatomy that we all understand. Yeah. Even if the head goes last. (laughs) The head does go last. I mean, what this reminded me of was all of the physical puzzles at my grandmother's house. But I think I'm probably conflating maybe some, like, childhood toy or something with, like, Towers of Hanoi. Oh, so it's the last step? 
Uh, we put the head on the spindle. Put head on, put head on spindle. Yeah. Um, the sinister crocodile head clicks into place above the silver torsos, completing Ooh. the figure of Sobek, the crocodile-headed god of the ancient Egyptians. Something underneath oh. the spindle creaks. Is this a thing that they had to do in Legends of the Hidden Temple? This is a thing that they had to do in Legends of the Hidden Temple. All right. Um, a hidden chamber opens in the pedestal, revealing a golden crown. Nice. Okay, let's take the crown. I'm gonna take the crown. I'm gonna take the crown. It's taking the crown. That's a lyric from uh, Embassy Row, the pavement song about I don't know what about embassies. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Great. This is a very musical episode of Clash of the Titans. We're doing a good job. I think this yeah. is going to be one of the best because we don't have any stupid guests to ruin it. Speaking no, of I which, know. I forgot to set the timer for another uh, backer command. So let's oh, do no. another backer command. Oh, yeah. And this next backer command is from Desro, and he wants us to put push hat forward on my head to indicate that I am getting down to business. <laughs> you can't see any such thing, unforch. Um, that sounds familiar. Is that a is that from Problem Sleuth? I think that I think that might be from Problem Sleuth. I think we had this exact same conversation the last time we We probably did. This yeah. is like a gross deja vu thing. I know. And it was it was just long enough ago that we've forgotten <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're just reacting the same way. We're looking up Adam Brate. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Uh, but the listeners have no idea. No. So we'll Don't just ever act like nothing them. is going on. Um, okay, so we got the crown. We now have the crown and the golden bracelets, which are listed in the our inventory as some pair of golden bracelets. <laughs> Boy, that's some pair of golden bracelets. Because they're plural named, even though they're not? Oh, Good grief. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe I got paid for this. <laughs> that's a that's a like inform is hard sometimes because it's trying to be helpful and yeah and it'll it'll often decide um whether things are a thing or a sum of things and yeah. you know because of that because of the limitations of inform seven it's often a better bet to not include pairs of things in your mm. game unless you want to put in the work to you know make them be treated correctly in grammatical contexts um but obviously i wasn't inclined to do such a thing <laughs> for this excursion okay um so uh what's the so plan so where haven't we been? We yet? haven't been to the statue of the king. Then let's go to the statue of the king. Okay, we have to go through these rooms. Uh, this room is given over to a large statue of this tomb's tenant, the pharaoh magician Apep Secret. East is a graven chamber. West is an antechamber. The statue is holding a crook and a flail. Okay, yeah, we definitely need the crook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if we actually need the flail, but why not? Um, you don't need the flail. Um, and I feel proud of myself for letting you move the flail around in this game where, you know, 
I had to in- implement a minimum of things. Mm-hmm. The flail exists only because a pharaoh is supposed to have both a crook and a flail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very yeah, proud of myself Egypt all the time. Otherwise, Egypt is no longer unified, and everything just goes to crap. Yeah. Well, you have to indicate that you can uh, beat your slaves as well as corral them. Right. Yeah. Is that really what the... I think that because the crowns indicate that Upper and e- Lower Egypt are unified, I think the Crook and the Flail are just symbols of, like, these are the functions of the pharaoh. He corrals people and he... Uh, <laughs> he beats them. Beat, That's terrible. Causes pro- well, he's the pharaoh. He's God on Earth. Um, <laughs> this backer command comes from Zach. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Zach says, Dawn Gown. Okay. Which is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh. Jenny. I did not make it very far in Hitchhiker. If you don't remember Dawn Gown, then you didn't get very far at all. Um, I don't think I made it out of the part where your house is getting bulldozed. No, it's before that. It's before that? Oh, right, maybe that's why I maybe I never You never got out of the house because you didn't put on your dress gown. I didn't have gown. my gown on. Oh uh, man, maybe I should go back and try it. Now, I have absolutely no desire to ever complete Hitchhiker. Let's get Doug Adams on the <gasps> podcast. Oh man, I wish we could. Yeah. Uh, you can't see Is any there such anyone thing. we can get to play Hitchhiker? Should we um, ask Brian Moriarty to be on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I'm nervous. Um, I didn't say anything. Um, okay. Okay. So you have the crook and the flail. Good. I'm going to examine the flail because I forget what it says. Yeah. Uh, the flail along with the crook symbolizes the pharaoh's power and connects him with Osiris. Okay. Does the crook say the same thing? Uh, the shepherd's crook is a long staff with a hook at one end and insignia of the pharaoh for much of Egypt's ancient history. Okay. I'm glad that it... It mentioned the hook, in case you didn't know what yeah. a crook was. So there's no doubt about how to go get that necklace. Let's go so get, let's that, go necklace. get that necklace. Um, I think the way that, I think the way that it worked originally, is um. Like getting like take hook take necklace doesn't work unless you're carrying the crook. Okay. Um, but then in the updated version. I included the code for hooking things that Emily wrote for Robin and Orchid, uh, where it's actually its own verb and it checks things in a proper way. And mm. so now we can say hook necklace nice. with crook, and it works. Uh, you get the hook of the crook around the necklace and are able to pull it down and into your hands. Okay. So... Hmm. So is there... Now I'm trying to remember what the... Like, did we open something with the the statue? And then did we already... Open something with the statue? Um, Not the statue, the, the crocodile that we were reassembling on the spindle. Did we already get everything from that? Yeah, because that's where the crown was. Okay. Cool. So that was just the crown. Yeah. So, hmm. 
I don't know if I want to do the thing that I did last time, but I don't know if I actually have alternatives. You have an alternative. Okay. So let's see. Is there anywhere I haven't been? Um. Da, 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 da. Um. You didn't leave the pyramid. I didn't leave the pyramid. Okay. Let Let's try that. Okay. I'm just telling you how to how to do this. So from the antechamber, <laughs> you can go south. You go outside. With okay. the regalia... Shut up. We're playing a computer game. <laughs> uh, with the regalia of Apep Secret's queen in tow, you return to your camp and file the artifacts for later examination. After weeks spent studying the statues and engravings in the pyramid, the artists employed by your museum are able to produce a lifelike model of the woman, still known only as Apep Secret's queen, to wear the crown, necklace, and bracelets in an exhibit that will travel across the United States and inspire in thousands of Americans a curiosity in and a respect for ancient Egyptian culture. Although the queen's identity will forever remain a mystery, everyone who views the model can agree that she was a very beautiful woman. And nothing scary happened at all. Would you like to restart, restore a saved game, quit, or undo the last command? Oh, let's definitely undo. Because we have to do the next backer command, which comes to us from Hamish. Hi, Hamish. Who says, eat last referred to thing. Well, I guess that would be eat the necklace. Okay. It's plainly inedible. Mm. Nice try, Hamish. Yeah. Someday. Someday, buddy. Okay. How many how many backer commands do we have left? Uh, let's see. If the next one is that person, then we have like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> 12 left. 12 left. How are, how are there so many backers? I don't Look know. Look at all the money these people gave us. Good grief. I know. Thank you, backers. Thank you, backers. Yeah, 12 more. It sure is nice recording this podcast from Cancun, where we're lying on golden beach chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So should we just start entering commands like nobody's business? I guess, sure. Yeah, because I do want to to get to the other ending. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, the other ending? Yeah, Yeah. unless you... yeah. Yeah, we'll do the other ending. Um, All right. So let's let's put in the next backer command right now. It's from Riff. Hi, Riff. Some weirdo. <laughs> Riff Connor, who says Dracula, comma explain yourself. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was talking to him earlier, and he couldn't remember what command. He Is that from in. something, or Can did I? he invent that I don't out of know. his head? He might just want Dracula to explain himself. Well, you seem to want to talk to someone, but I can't see whom. Okay, it, it's Dracula. Yeah. It's clearly Dracula. Well, uh, what's the plan? Okay, so I want to... I have all this really nice jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I want to start putting it on. Okay. Which will yeah. you put on first? Let's do the bracelets. Wear bracelets. You don the pair of golden bracelets and feel a slight shiver. Antechamber... You could leave the pyramid from here, although that seems hasty. Uh, the shrine is northeast, the statue of the pharaoh is south, and the outside is south, and the statue of the pharaoh is east. Okay. 
Uh, let's put on the necklace. I think that that seems hasty, and we should oh, look around. Should we first. go? Should we look at everything first? We shouldn't look at everything because there's like twelve different okay. things in this game. Well, you're you're the person who knows what it'll be interesting to look at. Uh, if I remember, so I'm gonna leave that to you. Uh, like when we go to the shrine, it says, "This room must be a shrine." Probably. <laughs> the crocodile guy on the pedestal is merely a model. The real crocodile guy has got to be at least three times bigger than that. <laughs> um, and then we go to, like, the wheel chamber, and it says there is a big wooden wheel sticking out of the wall for some reason. If I examine the wheel, it says this ancient grody wheel can still turn around, which is kind of amazing. And we go into the tunnel, and we go to the dead end, and there's a skeleton here. It's just lying there, as skeletons do. If I examine it, it says, it's bad enough that it's a skeleton, but the undecomposed pieces of skin and hair still clinging to the bones are especially gross. That is really gross. I should examine me before we put on another thing. You are Anne Chambers, a woman who studies English, who studies, sorry, you are Anne Chambers, a woman who studies Egypt by digging things up out of the ground, but you have never defiled a pyramid as weird as this one. (laughs) Our next command comes from christopher armstrong who tells us yeah he says read planet if you can't see any such thing but that's because you didn't go to planet-if.com to read planet if that was our first mistake not going to planet hyphen planet hyphen planet yeah planet hyphen if.com yeah yeah like sub hyphen q.com yeah or uh type underscore in, no type underscore in at type underscore in at type Twitter. underscore ins yeah yep, yep. that's All what those... interactive fiction is it's uh hyphens and underscores that's true um <laughs> So yeah, um, everything in all the text or most of the text in the pyramid has changed because you put on those bracelets, but we won't go through all the uh, text. Yeah, that was a good representative sampling. So so what those bracelets did was turn us into kind of a valley girl. Um, A little bit, yeah. We seem to be um, less um, kind of stayed than we were previously. Yeah. Yeah. We're loosening up. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of bracelets or a couple of drinks. What's the difference? (laughs) What is the difference? Uh, Is it time to play necklace pong? Necklace pong? Yeah, it's like beer pong, but with a necklace. Oh, I get it. We put on a... (laughs) That was a good joke. I'm just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You don the golden necklace and shudder for a moment. Dead end. There's a skeleton lying on the floor, which seems natural given that all flesh will eventually disintegrate and leave increasingly brittle bones behind to be chewed on by hyenas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's examine the skeleton. Its eye sockets are open wide, even in death, as if to say, here in the tomb of Opep Secret, the Fantastic is definitely the perfect place to die and rot away until my eyes are eaten by bugs and leave behind only the empty eye sockets that, eye sockets that I am talking out of right now. End quote. <laughs> even in death. Wow. <laughs> mm. Examine me. Your name is Anne. And you are supposed to be here in the Horrible Pyramid, which is perfect, because you are here in the Horrible Pyramid, even as we speak. Oh, good. 
Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that my life is working out. And if we go uh, north to the tunnel, it says there's a sharp turn in the tunnel, but that is completely natural. If slightly unnatural and profoundly worrying. <laughs> uh, can we look at some statues? Uh, yeah, let's look at the uh, the statue of the queen. I mean us. I mean the queen. Um, Apep Secret's gorgeous queen stands here in statue form, and you nearly rival each other in beauty. The statue of the queen is wearing nothing. Um, that's because the the queen statue is technically a supporter, I think, or a container. I think a supporter. So it acts like a table. Um, and it just says the paragraph about her should say she's wearing whatever is on her. Right. Um, and uh, I did this to... Um, because it was faster than coding, like letting the statue actually wear stuff. It's like, in, I can't hear you. Oh, you were like, hello. Yeah. You're back now. Okay, good. Um, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, using the supporter type was a, um, coding expedience. Um, but I kind of liked how once you got the necklace off her, it's it just kind of skeezily says the statue of the queen is wearing nothing. <laughs> and I could have yeah, suppressed that's... that, but I left it in. Yeah. Um, if we examine the statue, it says, This huge statue is regal and alluring in a way that distinctly reminds you of yourself. If we look at that other statue, um, a huge statue of Opip Secret is here, and it looks pretty buff. <laughs> uh, you are completely mesmerized by the majesty and abdominal muscles of God Wizard King Apep Secret. <laughs> okay. Is it crown time? Oh, okay. it's backer command time. Oh, it's backer command time. Thank you. Uh, sure. We have a backer command f from Q Fever. Thanks, Q Fever. Q Fever has a really cool Kickstarter. Um, uh, avatar that I can't figure out what it is. It looks like it could be a photo of a cave or it could be a top-down view of a Dungeons & Dragons encounter. Wow. It could be anything. Oh my gosh, I see myself in this collection <laughs> of shapes. Uh, Q Fever wants us to wave our remover at Grin. Okay. Creating Jin. Mm-hmm. But three of those things don't exist in this game. Right. Yeah, this is maybe not the game in which to do that. Um, I like the idea that Q Fever thought that maybe we would play Counterfeit, Counterfeit Monkey, Monkey on this podcast. That will <laughs> yeah. never happen. Yeah. I was just thinking that, like, we should have Emily Short on for 48 straight hours. Yeah. Yeah. And play through Counterfeit Monkey. That would be a great time. <laughs> Uh, it would be a great... I, we should do that on an episode that I don't have to edit. Okay. Uh, we should do... Maybe for Extra Life one time, we should have <gasps> somebody on and just like play through a game for I, 24 hours. I'm in love with that idea. That's I, I kind of am too. This and we do good. like a video stream, right? Yeah. So yeah. nothing gets edited at all. It just nothing gets goes edited up. at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. When's Extra great. Life? Uh, November. So okay. we got a while. All right. November, October, something like that. Fall. Great. 
Cool. Um, so, uh, oh, it's crown time. So we'll wear the crown. You don the golden crown, and everything start makes starts making a lot more sense. A lot more sense. <laughs> yes. Pharaoh's statue chamber. Here is that rock-solid statue of that rock-solid man-cod king wizard up up secret with abs like diamonds that you could cut diamonds on if you deign <laughs> to permit diamonds to be cut upon it. All glory to up up secret. Uh, and there's a graven chamber to the west or the east, and there's an antechamber to the west. We should go to the antechamber. Sure. Um, there is no way out, which is perfect, because this is the best place to be. Here in a stone tomb with Apep Secret, the perfect man and also perfect god king. I think we can try to go south, uh, and which would have let us out if we weren't wearing all this jewelry, but it says, mm-hmm. impossible. You will definitely remain in this tomb with your gorgeous husband, Apep Secret, for the rest of time or for eternity, whichever comes first. Okay. What happens if we try to take stuff off? Um, remove crown. Apep Secret would be so, 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 so disappointed if he knew that you were even considering removing one of your royal vestments. And of course, he does know because Apep Secret knows all and sees all. All hail Apep Secret. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was even thinking with that. <laughs> you can you can take off like the first thing that you wear. Okay. But after you have two things on, it's too late. Okay. Um we should examine me. Yeah. You are Queen Anne Chambers, the exalted consort of the yet still more exalted Pharaoh Apep Secret, who is the handsomest and most powerful wizard in Egypt. What else should we look at? Should we look at the statues again? Uh, we looked at the... Oh, let's look at the... We saw the room description of the statue, but we'll look at the statue of the king again. It says, this is definitely what your husband Alpup Secret looked like in life, and definitely continues to look like now, only more embalmed and deader. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we look at the other statue... Uh, Apep Secret build this, built this breathtaking statue of you because he loves you and he wants you to look at how breathtaking you are. What a sweet man he is. Ex statue. You are more beautiful even than this statue, which is impossible because this statue looks exactly like you. But even so, there is no denying the truth, which is that you are bodacious. Glad, I'm glad that we're getting our self-esteem really ramped up before we die in the horrible pyramid. So... Um, I hope you remember, um, like it was, it it turned out to be, um, one year before, um, I, this game got released in, um, Ectocomp, uh, one year before I was when I wrote the short story, The Horrible Pyramid, upon Mm -hmm. which this was based. And, um, the short story was, it was like, there are these two archaeologists and, (laughs) The uh, the lady archaeologist um, is like, uh, like she briefly hallucinates that her partner in archaeology is a horrible mummy trying to get her. Uh, but then he says, you got to watch yourself. The horrible pyramid can play tricks on your mind here. Put on this crown and this necklace and let me wrap you in cloths. <laughs> 
and then <laughs> lie you down in this uh, sarcophagus to keep you safe. And then at the end of the story, he turns out that he was the mummy all along. <gasps> and, oh my uh, gosh! Uh, and you wrote like, um, I think a lot of people are in relationships like this or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and in in that case, because it was like that was supposed to be a motorcyclist story, mm-hmm. um, and so like the premise of motorcyclists, the the motorcyclist ethos is to um express these anxieties in the absolute most direct and least artistic ways you know <laughs> so of course the point is yes this is a really straightforward metaphor for a terrible relationship and then when i wrote this game it was more about um exploring the idea of this person's personality being subsumed in this creepy way and it what was not supposed to be a motorcyclist story um, and so the um, the subtext of um, some real-life relationships are like this um, is supposed to be more of a subtext. Okay. And uh, I think it still succeeds in meaning something. Um, I think that... Um, I think that there is... Yeah, there's something good or pleasant about the fate of Queen Anne Chambers Mm -hmm. while there's also obviously something awful and terrible going on it's more complicated than the short story I mean it's it's horrific but she seems a lot happier with herself and her life choices yeah than lack of choices yeah um I don't know I, I, the thing is, I like this character so much, um, that I really wanted to do another Anne Chambers story, Mm -hmm. but I think I decided that the canon ending is the one where (laughs) that isn't really an option, unless we do a prequel. Mm. Oh, yeah. You could just keep doing Anne Chambers prequels. I think my, I, I thought of that at some point, and I also thought of the idea of, like, we find out that Anne Chambers' brother or sister is also a archaeologist, and you know, in- there's just there are vats and vats full of Anne Chamberses somewhere. Um, no, not not that. No, I don't want that to happen at all. Okay, but like you know, boss. Karen Chambers. Sure. Karen Chambers is a curator at a museum, and one night the exhibits come to life. And I don't know, maybe hypnotize her into marrying them. Sure, that would totally work. I, um, for a collaborative uh, alphabetical wiki style writing project. What? That a, if we ever if we ever get this going again, we totally like conked out around C. But um, yeah, I should I should invite you to do this because it was really fun. Um, oh, there's this. This, yeah, this collaborative writing thing where you all get a wiki and you write encyclopedia articles for the letter A and reference things that are going to have their own articles, but you're not allowed to write those articles. Okay. Someone else has to whenever you get to them alphabetically. Sure. Yeah. And then you just have like an overarching 
Um, yeah, like like some kind of unifying plot thing. Sure. And then just completely go off, and then everybody talks about what they're going to write for the B round, and then you write that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so I, each person gets one A article. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you're like trying to flesh out the world as much as possible in A, like do all the A stuff from this world before you move on to B, I can see why you would uh, conk out <laughs> around C. But if if yeah. it's if it's just like I, that's that's co- yeah. really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that right now. Let's quit this podcast. Okay. Oh, we had to. Oh yeah, we have a backer. We have a backer command. Yeah, I did. Can I tell you the the reason that I brought up the alphabet thing? Oh yeah. So we all made up fictitious authors that we were being to compile this encyclopedia. Okay. And my first article that I wrote was about um, some like a group of assassins. And I decided that the article should end with uh, a note from the author's sister that they had assassinated the author. So then I had to write the rest of, like, I had started as an actual scholar, and then I had to write all of the rest of the articles as a children's book author. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So that's just it, the Karen Chambers reminded me of that. Oh, that could be really fun. So what's our backer command? Our right? backer command. I need to write down Karen Chambers because that's a perfect name for this character. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I was going to do a joke about how uh, we're never going to get to this backer um, uh, about how like whatever, like here are three different um, possible plots for the Karen Chambers story, but they all involve her being hypnotized into marrying something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized that if you, if you did that with all of the, um, the Chambers family, uh, (laughs) then you could end up with this like family tree of, Ma and Pa Chambers, and here are all their daughters, apparently. <laughs> just, oh, man. And, and, and the, the, the horrible offspring of all these Shagoths and mummies. and That's amazing. Um, there are no Shagoths in the Ryan Veter extended universe, unfortunately. Okay. I'm, I'm mildly reassured. Okay. It's one of... One of those nice universes with no Shugoths. Anyway, here we go. (laughs) This backer command comes from Wade Clark. Hey, Wade. Wade Wade was emailing me recently about the sound quality in episodes. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, we're finding out what the sound quality is right now as we listen to this. Hey. Uh, Wade says, verify, period, drink the blood of the sun, period. Okay. The game file has verified as intact. I only um, understood you as wanting to, as far as wanting to drink the statue of the queen. Okay. I think that's because the statue of the queen has the in the name. Oh, okay. Hopefully. Because I hope well, it's not understanding blood as the queen statue. That would be a bit weird. much. Yeah. 
Um, I'm glad the game file is intact. Yeah. I don't know what that... Like... Why that's a thing. Last yeah. time we played this, I was utterly surprised that that was a thing. Now I I was re- expecting it to be a thing, but I didn't know what it, why it is a thing. Um, so anyway, we have all the... If you remember, we're playing a game, and Anne oh. Chambers is wearing all the regalia, and mm-hmm. we, are, we need to um, get through how many more? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more commands before we pull the trigger on okay. ending this game. So let's just do the next one right now. I don't care. Sure. This one's from Django it. Solare. Hi, Django Solare. Hey, Django Solare. He says, eat available object. Any available object. Okay. Like, eat the crook. That's plainly inedible. I know it is. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, let's look at the skeleton. I gave it away. Sorry. Let's look at the skeleton. <laughs> you look around the dead end and are shark- shocked to see a skeleton. Its awful <gasps> hideousness is beyond that of any skeleton you have ever seen or have definitely never seen before. <laughs> Um, this skeleton is not nearly as well-preserved or as good-looking as the embalmed corpse of your god-wizard husband, Opsip Secret. This skeleton is basically a huge chump. Um, yeah. One... That skeleton can't catch a break. <laughs> a tip for authors who are in a speed IF context and writing games about um, entities that have a lot of possible names. Um... What I did was the internal name of this Skellington is Skeleton Skellington Bone Bones whatever, <laughs> you know? Just all the I I loaded all the synonyms into the declared name of the object. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And so I don't have I didn't have to write understand blah and blah and blah and blah and blah That's as great. the skeleton. And then I just had its name change depend on depending on how many things you were wearing. So hot tip sure. So did you have to refer to it as the entire thing in the source no. code every time? That's amazing. Because um, the source code gets that if you if the thing is called the skeleton skellington and you refer to the skellington, then it knows you mean that thing. And that can be inconveniencing sometimes right. when you have like the blue door is here and then five paragraphs later, the red door is here instead of closing the door. And it's like, hold on. Oh. <laughs> there mm. are two doors, dude. Yeah. So we could do a podcast just about stupid Inform 7 tips. Hey. But instead, let's do a podcast <laughs> where we read a backer command from Janelle. Who Thanks, says, Janelle. wear second best hat. I think we're already wearing our yeah. absolute best hat. Yeah. Yeah. There's no room in here for a second best hat. Um, consider it done. I mean, consider it you can't see any such thing, because that's what happened. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Uh, if I examine the flail, it says, you do not need this flail, which is fine, because you don't need it. If I examine the crook, it says, you hook things with it like sheep or slaves. Apep Secret won't mind that you've been using it. He's lovely that way. Um, at some point, 
in the progression to insanity, uh, the description of the crook says that it's a crook with a hook. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> That's pretty good. Should we just do another backer command right Let's now? Let's do another backer command. This one is from Anonymous. Who Thanks, says, Anonymous. Hug her. I would like to hug Anonymous right now. Aww. That's not an option. Um, it says, I'm not sure what her refers to. Now, I, I know because I have the backer info right here. So that's how I know that the Anonymous is a her. Oh. And so the game doesn't know what her refers to because they're two different tabs. Oh, man. Oh, I just imagined a future where every tab on your computer knows and comprehends what's in all of the other tabs. That could be cool. It could be cool. Like it... a, a tab that knows what's going on in the other tab. And so if you need to, like, change something. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I know that there's it's possible for that to be creepy, but what's going on in the the universe today is um there's all kinds of cool stuff and of course it could be creepy but we have like 15 more years max to worry about things being creepy <laughs> before we just collapse under the weight of our horrible future no before we just get over it oh yeah oh oh well that's that's fine like a kid who's born today um by the time he gets to um, your age or even my much younger age um, <laughs> is not going to have like half of the hangups that you have about tabs knowing what each other are doing and the government tapping your phone, blah, blah, blah. Sure. I already feel like I don't have enough hangups about the government tapping your phone. Who cares if the government taps your phone? Yeah. Like, for one thing, I don't make calls. <laughs> <laughs> that kid is much more worried about the government reading their texts. And mm. uh, that mm -hmm. kid probably doesn't care either about that. Yeah. Here's a command from Larry who says, put data into <laughs> Vortex. This is really funny because when you asked who cares about the government tapping your phone. Yeah. I thought of, oh, I know at least one person. <laughs> And that's Larry. Hi, Larry. Oh, yeah. Hey, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that you had to hear my opinions that are anathema to your opinions in the vicinity <laughs> of your um, backer command. I know that I, I, I can imagine that feeling very uncomfortable and probably infuriating. Um, what else to do in this game? Um, X bracelets. These are the bracelets that only op Secrets Beautiful Queen should wear and is wearing currently right now is there anything else to do in this game where even am i dead end uh yeah. here in this room the wheel chamber is where the wooden wheel that leads to adventure and death can be found but it is of no importance to an immortal bride of magic incarnate such as yourself wow uh, yeah the canopic chamber this room is useless and you have better things to do Okay. And of course, Graven Chamber. This is it. This is the point 
where time intersects with space and then time puts on all of space's clothes and time starts to believe that time is space and now space has been completely subsumed by time and vice versa and everything is just fantastic. Opep Secret is just ahead. There are some exits. There is no north wall. The burial chamber is to your immediate north. There never was a north wall. Why would there be a north wall? How stupidly hilarious. Hey. That was good timing. Uh, was... This command comes from Joel, Twitter stalker Joel. and co-host <laughs> of the Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space podcast. Um, Is that really what it's URL? called? That, that, please, I'm going to get the uh, URL for the Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space podcast. Um, uh, I have to... Oh, I searched for podcase. Please but Google knew what I meant. Is it this the website? Oh uh, yeah, find it on uh, Facebook at facebook.com/pdsmios. Um, it's also on SoundCloud. I think that if you Google, <laughs> please don't send me into outer space podcast, then you will know exactly as much as I do. Yep, yep. I don't know yeah, which of these is the correct website. Yeah, you will be able to find it. You will be able to find it on the internet. Yeah. It looks like there are YouTube. It looks like they've got some video content. Um, some podcasts do that where they just have a video that's just audio. Oh. Um, I'll tell you. I Remind me to tell you about that. Something like that. Um, here's our next uh, backer is... I'm not going to say this backer's name. And I'm not going to read a backer command from this backer. Because this very nice person did not select any reward. And does not want... Even the oh. um, uh, command read in their honor. Thank you, mystery individual. Thanks, mystery individual. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do in this text adventure computer game now that there is no north wall? Let's see. If we go north, are we going to still be able to enter commands? Yes. Yeah. Good. Then let's go north. Okay. Burial chamber. You are in heaven which is a tiny square-shaped room inside of a much larger triangle-shaped thing made out of rocks, and all of your senses are spasming and gibbering with bliss. The sarcophagus is open, and your god-king groom-wizard-master is within. Okay, let's examine him. I'm not sure what him refers to. Terrible. Uh, master? He is gorgeous. His black vegetable skin is gorgeous. His ragged and stained bandages are gorgeous. His tiny, withered fingers like desiccated worms sticking out of his overhooked hands are just adorable. You could just eat him up, except it is actually he who will eat you up psychically when your cosmic union is consummated. Hmm. So I hadn't, I hadn't really thought very hard about... The effect of the jewelry, but so is the implication that Apep Secret had these enchanted for his queen to wear to just think he was super hot and wonderful um, all the time, or is there something else going on here? There's a lot of possibilities, and I apparently never made a decision about okay. which one is true, um, but um. Possibly, Apep Secret in, uh, and we can figure out, oh, let's try to kiss him, I think is where we figure out. Kiss okay. him. 
Uh, you mouth up passionately on your husband's mouth, eager to suckle at his omnipotence like the endless fountain of magical energy that he is. <laughs> but Apop's secret is unresponsive because his earthly muscles stopped working shortly after he was ritually murdered in 2184 BC. Um, so that's when this was taking place. And possibly when he was alive, he magically was aware that Anne Chambers would find his tomb in... I think this has to take place in, like, 1987. Mm -hmm. um, and he knew that she would get there, and he um, knew that she would um, fall in love with him after he brainwashed her by tricking her into wearing all these things. Um, the other explanation is he enchanted these... Uh, objects such that um, whoever wore them would gradually be enchanted to think that they have been his queen all along and that he is a gorgeous, sexy individual. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, like, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, that would be convenient for him. It would. And I, I... That doesn't actually answer your question, is it? Because yours was about <laughs> whether the jewelry is actually well I guess it's kind of the same question is the yeah. jewelry revealing something to Anne that she didn't know is the jewelry um, just lying to Anne and forcing her to believe this insane nonsense um, or yeah um uh, Um, I, I don't, I think that, I think that, um, either answer to either of those questions makes the story mean something that the story mm. doesn't mean if you choose the other answer. And sure. so I think that it's important to, uh, make this decision at some point and, uh, or that your interpretation, whatever you choose to believe about it is causes the story to mean this or that thing to you. I haven't decided what I want this story to mean, I guess. Okay. Um, our next backer is another person who um, didn't choose a reward. But uh, this is, I'm going to say his name. This is Robin Gilmore, who super generously donated $100 Wow. Um, Thanks, Robin Gilmore. Was the guy who upped his pledge from like $40 or whatever it was just to make our Kickstarter raise an even $1,000. Oh, my gosh. So super great guy. Thank you so much, Robin. Great. I love your commitment to round numbers. Yeah. 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 Um, in honor of Robin, uh, I'm going to type in Kiss Robin. Okay. Uh, you can't see any such thing, which is our loss. Um, so... Um, anything else you want to do in this tomb? Uh, how many more commands have we got? Just the last one. The last one. Oh, you know what? This last person also did not choose an, a reward. So we actually oh. read the last command we read like the half last an hour command. ago. <laughs> okay. Um, well, great. We should examine the sarcophagus because... We should examine the sarcophagus. It says... 
Apep Secret ordered that a pyramid be constructed in an obscure reach of the cursed desert, and it was done. Apep Secret ordered that flawlessly sexy statues of himself and his unborn wife be carved and installed in that tomb by blind eunuchs, and it was done. Apep Secret or ordered that a sarcophagus wide enough to be shared by himself and his unborn wife be crafted from the bones of the aforementioned eunuchs, and it was done. Okay. I th That's was, gross. I was thinking about <laughs> this. Um, it's actually one sentence because it's uh, semicolons. I was thinking about this earlier, and I misremembered. I thought that the blind eunuchs actually built the pyramid, but that wouldn't make any sense. Huh. It would... I mean, they could probably do it. It would just take them a long time. Yeah. I guess yeah. I don't really know how they carved and installed the flawlessly sexy statues, but huh. I guess I'm not yeah, giving Blind Unix enough credit. I guess, so I, I'm i I'm having an easier time imagining Blind Unix doing the statue of Apep Secret because he actually existed. I guess they would just... Well, here's here's something really important to mm. our question from earlier. Does the statue of the queen actually look like Anne Chambers? That's a really good question. Or does she just think that it does? And, like, the description of the statue doesn't say this statue looks like you until you've put on some of the jewelry. But oh, yeah. even if, like, which we could interpret to mean that, it, that jewelry is just making you think it does, but if it did normal Anne Chambers wouldn't be the type to say, oh, that kind of looks like me. Yeah. Because she is because purely why would in it? scientifically interested in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that if we could see that statue and know that it looks like her, then we would know that Apep Secret knew all along that it was going to be Anne Chambers. And then that would mean that the story means something. <laughs> Hmm. Let me, let me, okay. Think about the two options. Okay. Um, Apep Secret enchants the jewelry to brainwash the first woman who wears them into believing that she is married to his corpse. Mm -hmm. Or, um, I, sorry, that wasn't a, uh, an unbiased expression of the idea. Uh, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. The other option is Apep Secret looked forward into the future about 4,000 years and says, my wife will find my corpse eventually, and these I will enchant these uh, jewelries to uh, make her understand that we are supposed to be married. Hmm. I think in terms of which one I like better, yeah, it's yeah. definitely the second one. Okay. Um, yeah. Is there one that is... Um, happier for Anne, or uh, does Anne's Anne's happiness, the possibility of her happiness, kind of evaporates after her personality is replaced uh, by the spells? Yeah, yeah. I mean this uh, the replacement person definitely seems happy. Yeah, you're does cutting Anne out. Have, oh, am I? Am I okay? Did you, like, actually do something? No. Okay, because you're still, like, quieter than you used to be. Huh. That's weird. Um, I can turn my gain... Does it help if I turn my gain up? Um, keep talking. Talking, talking, talking? Talk while you're messing up. Okay. Okay, now you sound um, great. 
Okay, good. You sound so, louder. Okay, I can go bring it back down a little. How's that? It's so weird. Um, you're, yeah, you're fine. Right. We just have to deal okay. with it. Okay. Um, so, what was I saying? You were saying that the second version is happier for you, and the oh. the the the, the, uh, the person who has replaced Anne seems right. to be happy with what's going on. Yeah, and I feel I think that she would be happy whether or not. It, like whether or not it was supposed to be her or just any random woman, because she's not going to know the difference. Yeah. But um, so I think I was going to ask the question of whether Anne even has consciousness and exists at this point. Um, the premise of the text adventure format is that we are we're reading a person's subjective experience, unless some there you're doing something goofy with the parser to make it. You know what I mean. Yeah, I it, think so. By default, it's like this is what happened to Arthur Dent. This is what Arthur Dent was thinking when he examined this, you know? Mm-hmm. So and this gets into philosophical questions of identity. Um it would seem to be that um like the same mind um is uh, experiencing all these things from zero jewelry and chambers to wearing three items of jewelry and chambers. Okay. So I think that um, saying that the original and chambers has been deleted and um, this new uh, woman idea thing has replaced her, um, it does make sense, but it's not the only explanation like we have to because of the format we have to by default think of it as the same person okay we totally forgot what the original question was i think you were asking if there was one one option that was going to be happier for Anne. oh yeah yeah um and we don't know we don't know what Anne's life was like. Um, no. It's possible that, um, like, in a, if we think of Anne Chambers as being really enamored of ancient Egypt and um, pharaohs and this, like, weird cult of believing that your king is a god on earth, mm-hmm. um, that something about being married to a pharaoh and buried in the same sarcophagus as that pharaoh would be appealing to her on some level sure i mean that's this is definitely not what she had in mind if that's the (laughs) case but i can think of someone like thinking well that would be kind of cool to be the queen of egypt yeah your husband is this all-powerful magician yeah, now that's probably an idea that a lot of people have had. Um, and so if we wanted to feel a lot better about what happens to Anne, then we might decide that she... <laughs> <laughs> um, we also don't know for sure that there isn't some kind of really great afterlife party. That's that true. she will be attending? Um, yeah. Maybe in 
um, they get on that boat or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, then a guy weighs her heart against a feather, and all kinds of stuff. Uh huh. Um, there are lots of unknowns, and that's part of what makes it so scary. I mean, the other thing is that this is scary. Right. I tend to forget that this story is scary because I had so much fun writing it. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a horror story. Yeah. There's some gross stuff about skeleton flesh. Well, and there's some gross stuff about a woman's personality being subsumed by uh-huh. jewelry that and makes her think she's married to a corpse. That, yeah, that, that too. Um, on the other hand... Mm. Um, something that, um, if you were, maybe I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but I'm sure I'm talking to you about it in, um, dial C for cupcakes. Mm-hmm. The whole idea was that, um, Ray is, um, thrust into this world of overly cute people and behaviors situations. <laughs> and, you, I wanted the, because, like, I, I have way too complicated opinions about over-cuteness and the twee <laughs> aesthetic. Um, and what I, I didn't want to make a point about tweeness in this game, but I wanted to show it to the player and let the player, like, respond. And so that game was supposed to be about, like, what, what Ray's opinion of this bunch of people is is just down to what you what opinion you give her right yeah you had all that stuff to like track the player's response to tweeness yeah um this game is way more linear and this game is also way more direct about what the player character's opinion seems to be Mm. but i think we can leave it up to the player somewhat and say if you think that this is this constitute as things working out okay for Anne, then things have worked out okay for Anne. You know, subjective experience. The first time I played this, okay, um, yeah, at the at the Plaid Peacock, I just put on the jewelry because it seemed like a good idea. Yeah, and then got this. Oh no, this this horrible ending. So then I thought, okay how do I get the good ending? And then I got the good ending and it was actually kind of disappointing. Um, yeah. The, the good ending where you just escape and you make a exhibit about this mysterious queen. Uh huh. That's the good ending in that things work out the best or, uh, it's a good I mean, ending in that you don't in die in a yeah, sarcophagus. You don't die horribly in a, yeah. Um, but I, it's, I think that it's clear to anyone who sees both endings that that's not the real ending. That's not what the game is actually about. And so the correct ending um, is this terrible one that feels... You felt like you had lost. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I felt like I had lost, but I I definitely felt like... If there was another ending, it would be a less horrible fate for Anne. Yeah. But you know what it kind of reminds me of? 
Mm-hmm. Actually, are those movies about the uh, the staid, boring person, and someone comes into their life and and shakes them up, sure, and teaches them how to live and be enthused about things, sure. Yeah, I kind of felt like this is this is what's happening to Anne, and then she okay. dies horribly in a pyramid. Um, but does she die horribly in a pyramid, having truly lived for once? See, that's yeah. Is it, that that I kind of like that that like she finally gets a taste of hedonism and mm-hmm. goofiness and um I think what we've discovered actually uh-huh is that um it's an ambiguous ending right there's more stuff you can do with this corpse but I forget what it is um eat corpse He's plainly inedible. Um, okay. Take corpse, but he is already right where you belong. Um, cut attack corpse. Impossible. There is love. There is only love in your heart, which is also Apep Secret's heart, which you love with all your heart. What else is there? Burn mm. corpse. This dangerous act would achieve little. Have we tried the standard singing, jumping? <laughs> Sing. You sing an E over high C for as many seconds as you are able to hold on to it. Uh, huh. Jump. You jump, but what this accomplishes is unknown to you. Uh, dance. You undance a lifetime of previous dances. Blank slate. Whoa. That's pretty deep. I forget why I put that in there. Um, what else? Zizzy? It makes sense in the context we were just discussing. You know what? Oh, no, we did. Someone uh, had a backer command that was Zizzy, but we handled it on the other podcast. Mm. Um, uh, Is there a Zizzy? No. Scream. Also, the source for this game is online at my website. So if you love reading source code. Hey. Um, that is rcveter.net. Yeah. Remember to check out rcveter.net slash clash and enjoy hey, Clash of enjoy the Titans. This, this podcast that you're listening to. Um, sleep. You can sleep later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. Okay. Should we go ahead and get in the coffin? Enter coffin. His eye sockets glint like empty wells as you climb into the casket, and he smiles with his tiny chipped stumps of teeth as you lie down beside him. You are so glad you found him, and I am thrilled. I am beyond thrilled. I weep non-existent eternal tears of invisible joy to know that you have finally found me, the omnipotent and undying of Pharaoh Alpha's secret, and you are weeping as well, because now you and I will be dead together forever as mummy husband and mummy wife here in the depths of the horrible pyramid. The end. Ah, Isn't that nice? I don't think... This is actually making a point about relationships. I think that this just resembles relationships in certain ways. I don't think there's a point to this game. Okay. I don't think it means anything. I take it back. Okay. Okay. 
Thank you for listening to podcast. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Follow Thanks for on backing Twitter. the Kickstarter. Thank you for backing the Kickstarter. Thank you for waiting patiently for us to read the backer commands on the <laughs> podcast Clash of the Typins. RCVeter.net slash clash. Twitter.com slash type underscore ins. Facebook.com slash I think it's Clash of the Typins. Sure. Uh, Google Plus. We don't really have a Google Plus page, but nobody nobody's on can, Google. I use Google Plus. I use Google I know, Plus to the only post one. about new episodes of the podcast. Um, what else? The social meds. Uh, yeah. Soshi yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is Clash of the Typins at Facebook. Okay. Follow me on Twitter at RC Veter. Follow Jenny on Twitter at Lycra Shampoo. Ask Jenny on Twitter what the heck is up with Lycra Shampoo. <laughs> I can tell you right now if you want. Um, 